Hey everybody, it's Matt and Zach, and welcome to episode two of Millennial Light. Today, we're going to be discussing Airbnb and the United States Postal Service. Enjoy some news on I-4 as well as vacation rental. Welcome in to the Millennial Light podcast episode two where we have matt smith aka matthew mckenzie aka john hartman aka mr kennedy aka the polar bear that's me and it's zach morrison here coming to you millennialite podcast episode number two matt absolutely zach i appreciate you hitting me with my middle name on the second podcast here let the people know well i gotta let them know where to find you on facebook absolutely You've got to. So what are we talking about today, Zach? What are we talking about? Today we're going to be touching on the I-4 expansion. All of you listening right now, you're most likely on the I-4, so we're going to be giving you news on that, as well as Matt. Well, we'll be talking about some things that have been going on in you know business, Stamps.com, Roadie, electric vehicles, driverless vehicles. We're going to get you a vacation rental on both coasts for under $500. That's right. As well as how to invest in real estate and vacation at the same time. I like it. Those are some good topics, Zach. You ready to go in or should we do our uh, Central Florida, South Florida rivalry first? Uh, Go ahead and bite your tongue there, Matt. (laughs) We'll be coming back to you in just a minute. We're going to go right into it here. Zach, what's going on with I-4? I'm sure everybody's concerned. I know I actually hit traffic this morning at about 5 o'clock. What's what's going on? Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you what's really going on, but according to the news, uh, you know, I-4 expansion, is, it's planning to go on for a couple more years. I got to say, I don't know if it's going to end, Matt. No, I don't think it is. I think by the time it's done, they're going to have to add more lanes to it. Oh, they're going to have to. I mean, if there's room. But I yeah. just want to give you guys a little uh, a little backstory because I'm sure like the rest of you, I really wanted to know, you know where this started and when it's supposed to end. So this began in 2015 along 21 miles from... 434, which is the Longwood exit through Orlando to the west of Florida's Turnpike in Orange County. So the completion originally aimed for 2021. Do you think that's still going to happen, Matt? Not a shot. Not a shot. Yeah, there's no way. I don't know. The numerous amount of accidents, the delays. But hey, if it's going to make the roads better, I mean, we have to. I believe we have one of the worst highways right now in the USA. We do. And the thing, too, you know, we see how much development is going on in Central Florida. So we have to have a road system that the people that are coming in here can use. Yeah. So not only do the locals not know where to go because exits are changing every day. Every day. Think about all the, the people who vacation here. So we're the number one travel destination in the world, which is amazing. It is. I mean, the economy's booming. How many cranes do you think you see when you're driving through? Oh, probably four or five every day. It's awesome to see. And just real quick to touch on that point, too, you have people coming in here from different parts of the world. You know what frustrates me is when there's a new exit closure or a new lane closure, and the GPS doesn't pick it up. And I've lived here my whole life, so I can't even imagine how frustrating that would be from somebody from you know a different part of the country or even a different country in general. And I know Google keeps track of all of that. I mean, it knows what to advertise to me yeah. while I'm in my email, while I'm on Facebook. Uh, I mean, the GPS, you think it would reflect it right away. (laughs) You'd hope so. I mean, I would hope so. But if you really want up-to-date news, you have to go to i4ultimate.com. That has, like you said, the new lane closures. Um, I mean, I don't check it every day. 
I don't really want to. Mm-mm. I mean, I kind of like the element of surprise when you think about it. <laughs> it depends on where I'm going. Yeah, it depends on how loud my music is and how amped up I really am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I mean, did you like the movie Mad Max? I did. Yeah, it was quite good. Very enjoyable. Is that how you drive on I-4? Well, that's how I feel like I'm living on I-4 <laughs> and how everybody else is driving here in Central Florida. It's pretty accurate, actually, sadly. Yeah. I mean, uh, the driving is really bad all around. It's not mm-hmm. as bad in South Florida. Oh, I don't know about that one. You hit Miami right around rush hour, I feel like you're going to get in a lot of honks. Yeah. Well, people are actually driving with a purpose down there in South Florida. They're driving with something down there. I don't know if it's purpose. (laughs) Yeah, the people in Miami are definitely amped up, that's for sure. (laughs) So the I-4 Mobility Partners asked for an additional $100 million and 245 days to finish the project. Uh, The original bill for I-4 Ultimate was $2.3 billion. Wow. So we're already over budget then. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the numbers that the news is telling us. I have a feeling it's a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah, do you think it's a lot higher? Because there's no way. They're I only am. $100 million over budget. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money when you think about it. I don't I don't know the, the metric price of concrete or anything or steel right now, but it does seem like a, a large amount of money. But I guess it's for a whole highway system, so maybe not. I think they're definitely over. I think that's the point. I mean, you throw in a couple of yachts, is $100 million <laughs> really that much to whoever's running this project? Probably not when you look at it that way. Yeah, I'm glad I'm getting this in on episode two because if I had to said that on episode 200, some people might be coming after us. Yeah, they very well might be. Hey, it's all in fun. Absolutely, episode 200, hopefully I-4 will be done by that point. We're going to make it to episode 200. Absolutely. The question is, listeners, are you going to make it to episode 200? Absolutely. We've got them. They're hooked. They're yeah, hooked. well, once we get a koozie in your hand, I'll know you make it Ooh. to episode 200. Absolutely. I'm all about the koozie life. Yeah, all about the tank life, too. Ooh, yeah, get some tanks right before beach season. Yeah, beach season's coming up. Speaking of, how do you get out to the beach, Matt? Um, so it depends which one I go to. If I go to New Smyrna, most of the time I will actually take I-4. Sometimes I'll take the back road. And if I'm hitting Cocoa, I just hit the beach line all the way there. Yeah, uh, that's that's the route I take as well. So by episode 200, I-4, you better be finished. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to see how over budget they actually are, too. Yeah, well, I don't know if we'll ever really know, Matt. <laughs> Probably true. you have anything else for the people on I-4? No, not about I-4. Drive safe, everybody, and hopefully you're listening to Millennial Light. Listen to Millennial Light. Go to themillennialite.com for swag, updates, podcasts, information. And when we come back here shortly in a second, we're going to touch on some of the companies that are going to be using this I-4. Absolutely. And at Millennial Light Podcast, Matt, we're going to be talking about a couple companies that are going to be using this I-4, you know, particularly either now or after the expansion. What companies do you have in mind? So for one, it's a a huge one that's actually run a quite large deficit year over year, every year. That's the USPS, the United States Postal Service. And it's not directly related to them, but a big company that um, if you work for a large company or maybe a small one that you may use, I know I did, Stamps.com actually just ended their exclusive partnership with the United States Postal Service. And that wiped out about 50% of their market cap. So that definitely kind of highlights the threat from places like Amazon. Um, that actually took their market value down $2 billion, and it brought UPS and FedEx down about 3.5% um, each time. So I think with Amazon's two-day shipping, 
happening now is really affecting companies so much that the CEO of Stamps.com actually said um, Amazon's track record of disrupting an industry is well established, so their threat should be taken seriously. So you see a large company like this actually cutting ties with the USPS, not only because of the deficit that they've ran, but because something that Amazon does, two-day shipping is affecting them so much. I mean, we both know the USPS isn't gonna get anything there in two days, maybe not even five. Um, so that's definitely something to watch here in the coming years. The other company is Rody, which is a startup. Um, they're a P2P package delivery service. Um, they just got another uh, Series C funding for 37 million, and that was actually led by the Home Depot, which is a company that a lot of people don't realize, but has done a lot for delivery and home services that way, actually getting things to your home. So the total capital raised so far that Frody has is about 62 million, and that's going to be for them to establish and expand over the next two years. They have right now uh, about 120,000 drivers across the country, and how the system kind of works is you, as a company, you have a package you want shipped, uh, you put it into Rody, you tell it where it wants to go, and Rody's algorithm finds the closest driver with the closest vehicle that will fit in order to get everything going. So it really helps retailers compete with Amazon's two-day shipping. And once again, Zach, you know, we're touching on Amazon. And they're kind of a company that's just involved in everything. I know some of the things that you're about to discuss here have to do with the highway, and I know Amazon's a player in those as well. So what are these other uh, couple of things that you wanted to discuss today, Zach? Yeah, so... Electric vehicles and driverless vehicles have a big part of the future coming up. Definitely. I mean, I've seen iRobot, and <laughs> I have to say, I'm not so sure if the robots are the answer, but it would be really nice to just jump into a vehicle, not have to pay for a car, not have to pay for car insurance, not have to pay for gas. And if the fact that these companies can take advantage of all those things, then hopefully it'll decrease the cost of all these products that are coming to us. Uh, you know, you touch on stamps.com and, and roadie. And I will say one thing about the USPS. You're absolutely right. There is no way my package will be there in two days. But it will be there. I don't know it's about true. you. How many times has a package from Amazon not shown up or um, just disappeared off your porch? It has a couple times. It definitely has a couple times. That's true. You know, that's true. And, and that's some of the things that Amazon is going to have to figure out. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I don't think it happens enough to where they're really too concerned about it. But when we're talking about electric vehicles, I mean, Elon Musk coming out with the Tesla, mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, I, would, I would say Prius, but we don't really want to touch on the Prius. No. Uh, let's go ahead and cover <laughs> driverless vehicles. So all of these companies right now who are perfecting these algorithms and these systems that they're using, all the drivers out there, Uber drivers, hey, I love you guys. You're getting me wh where I need to go. Safely. Most of the time. And, uh, <laughs> But I want you to be aware, I mean, like all technology, it, it's here and it's going to replace a lot of jobs. I mean, the convenience aspect of it will be there. I mean, think about it. You're, uh, you're going to be communicating with a, a system that is pretty much on point most of the time. I mean, as long as it's not like the original Tesla battery that blows up yeah, or the please. original Samsung uh, Note. That actually, one of the later versions that uh, tended to explode in the pocket. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to work through these kinks. So I'm going to let a few of you guys test out these driverless vehicles before I will. Let <laughs> the news stories come out. Let the dust settle. And then, no, I will absolutely be taking advantage of some of those, uh, some of that technology that's coming out in the future. Oh, I will too, 100%. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about that is, you know, those three big companies, Amazon, Google, and Apple, they're all working on both of those things right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see in the coming years which one brings them to market first.
Yeah, it really will. I mean, you know me, uh, Team Android over here. I know, I know, you're Team Android. I mean, Google's awesome. They're a great company. I'm not going to say they're not. They are. I mean, they definitely sell a lot of my data to the government and everybody <laughs> else. But hey, convenience wins all. And absolutely. I know you listeners out there, you absolutely trade your privacy for convenience. Mm -hmm. You do, and you may not even realize that you do. Yeah. But you do. <laughs> I mean, we're marketers, so uh, we enjoy it. Keep the data coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Please. Uh, keep listening. And we're not selling any ads base yet. Not yet. But well, um, all these all these metrics, you know, they're uh, they're really important to the marketplace. So I'm excited that these companies are really progressing. They're going to make our life even more convenient. Absolutely. Well, that's about the world of real estate. Matt, are you in real estate? I am. I am in real estate. I work in the local area here. I know you do as well. What, what specifically are we going to be talking about today? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about vacation rentals, investing nice. where you vacation. Oh. You know, the, a majority of the folks out there uh, who aren't living in this real estate world, right, this crazy real estate life uh, day to day, there's really a, a couple of things in mind that come to you know, the forefront when you think of investing. One of those is right your single family home that you can rent out. Uh, one that a lot of people may not think about is vacation rentals. And we're here in Central Florida where, we're the, again, we're the number one travel destination in the United States, in the world. You have to be ready and open for these opportunities. I mean, there's some, there's some great things going on here. Uh, have you looked into this at all, Matt? Yeah, uh, just a little bit, actually. Uh, there's a lot more of them than I thought, particularly out there in you know, the Champions Gate area out in Kissimmee, kind of right by Disney. And you know, I think it's a pretty good investment, particularly for people that may or may not live here. And it really all depends on your risk tolerance. I mean, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's a great investment. Uh, it's gonna be on the little pricier side, depending on what type of investment you wanna get into. Uh, but as we've seen in the city of Orlando, with the snap of a finger, mm -hmm. the rules, the regulations, it could all change. They change, yeah, particularly with, with things like Airbnb. You know, I know that's a huge popular one that people that are engaging in this, uh, this form of commerce actually use. Right, and so there's actually two things real quick that I'd like to touch on, if you don't mind, Zach, from Airbnb. Please. You know, first of all, here in Florida, I know recently they've gotten into a little bit of hot water because of what they did on the Western Bank with uh, kind of forbidding a certain sect of people from doing it. So the governor's already said that he's going to issue sanctions because there is a Florida statute that companies that don't necessarily play ball with Israel uh, get boycotted by Florida. So that's a kind of a developing story with Airbnb that we definitely want to follow and see what happens because that's, I believe that's the largest vacation rental platform out there. Is that correct, Zach? I mean, it's the one that comes to my mind. I know it's the one that comes to everybody yeah. else's mind. And it's easy to use. That's, you know, people like ease of use. And the other thing real quick is there's actually three separate bills right now in Florida um, that are going to potentially affect Airbnb. The biggest one being that they may actually pass a bill that would require anybody looking to rent out a vacation rental through Airbnb to obtain a license through the DBPR. So uh, that's definitely something we wanna see because that's gonna not only affect your bottom line, that's gonna affect how many people are in the marketplace and that's huge. And depending on how you look at it, investing is all about perspective. I mean, one of the great things that I uh, have read from Robert Kiyosaki is there's three sides to a coin. There's heads, there's tails, and there's the side of the coin that it stands on. So <laughs> depending on the way that you look at this, it could edge out some of your competition. So that being other vacation right. property owners. You know, if you know how to get through the legalities of this, if you have somebody good on your team, then you're gonna win. And it's all about having the right people on your team. So, and when you think about vacation rentals, Champions Gate actually isn't the only place. As we move out to the coast, 
Daytona Beach is making a bit of a comeback. Interesting. Yeah, so all the 1999 spring breakers out there, <laughs> you maybe get to revisit some of your pastimes, some of your favorites from that time. So Daytona Beach, Volusia County, uh, there's some other areas along the coast. Uh, there's also some other areas that you cannot do short-term vacation rentals. So again, this is really all about risk, your risk mm -hmm. tolerance, and how much you're willing to make. I mean, think about it. Can you do something with this property if the rules and regulations change? Are you gonna be in a position to liquidate the asset? Are you gonna be in a position to rent it out to somebody who wants to live there for a year? You know, these are, actually, I mean, if you got it like that, are you gonna be able to keep it for a second home? Right, so and these are the things that you need to think about before you invest in them, for sure. You absolutely have to do so, and absolutely should have thrown the disclaimer out there earlier. Uh, we do not give legal advice. We do not give any real estate investing advice. These are all just ideas, so go ahead right. and consult with your professionals, of course. Absolutely. So actually, you know, when, when you speak about vacation rentals, the reason that they're so interesting to me is that you can actually rent them out for an entire weekend. You can rent them out for an entire month, and you pick the dates that you want to go vacation. So. You're not going to be spending any money to stay at a hotel. I mean, you're going to incur some losses from not being able to rent out the property. But think about it. It's, it's an entire mind shift. Mm -hmm. You know, you Definitely. have to be willing to sacrifice the luxury of staying in a hotel or a timeshare and then take care of your own property for the weekend that you're there. Turn it back over to management and next thing you know, you're making money again. I like that though. I mean, for me, that would definitely work. I would enjoy that. Uh, that's what we have for vacation rentals. Absolutely, if you're interested in learning more, contact Matt Smith, if you're Team Central Florida, if hey, you're Team South Florida, go ahead and contact Zach Moe, aka like Zach it. Morrison. <laughs> so uh, we want to go ahead and bring you something from episode three in just a moment. Everybody, welcome back. We just wanna say a couple more words and we'll get you on out of here. So one thing I really wanted to touch on, Zach, did you ever watch cartoons when you were young on Saturday mornings? All day. All day, that was the best part. Well, Smart Mouth Brewing has actually come out with a Lucky Charms IPA. It's a follow-up to their Toasted Marshmallow IPA. And it actually sold out in four hours. But it's kind of like a dessert stout, and they're definitely gonna be making more. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that they're gonna make a Captain Crunch one. We'll see, I know that was my favorite. What was your favorite cereal growing up? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh yeah, that would be a good beer too, with the little hints of marshmallows in it. And one last thing localized here to Central Florida is, I don't know if you've been to the Imperial or Washbourne Imports, either one of them. I know they have one in Sanford and Ivanhoe. I haven't been there yet. No, I need to check it out. You definitely do. It's an awesome bar. It's a furniture store by day, and by night it turns into a, a bar area with like craft beer and wine. And they, I think one of them has a liquor license. I don't know if they both do. But point being, they just opened another one in Winter Park on Morse Boulevard. So definitely need to check that one out. I know I'll be there. And we'll go ahead and see you guys on the next Millennial Light Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.